This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending March 6th of 2021, new concerns about inflation, signs of a job market rebound, and gender bias in the mortgage market. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We'll begin with economic news from this past week and a stock market roller coaster that had real estate investors breathing a sigh of relief. Many of the high-flying tech stocks went south in response to concerns about inflation after Treasury yields spiked a few times. Economists are also worried about the $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus package that would overheat the economy and that recent signs of inflation are just beginning. Fed Chief Jerome Powell tried to ease those fears, saying we'll probably see higher prices this summer, but that bouts of inflation will be temporary as the economy recovers. He says the Fed is still focused on the long-term goals of full employment and stable inflation of around 2%. Until then, the Fed has no plans to raise rates or change its monthly bond-buying strategy. There is some good news about the job market. The latest jobs report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows the U.S. economy added 379,000 jobs in February, and that unemployment has come down a bit lower to 6.2%. That's down from 6.3% in January. Economists believe that unemployment is a lot higher than either of those two numbers because some 4 million people dropped out of the job market during the pandemic. The number of people filing for new claims rose last week, after a week of bad weather. The government says that 745,000 applied for state benefits. Another 436,000 applied for federal relief programs. That's still over the 1 million mark, at 1.18 million new claims. Private residential construction spending hit a record high in January. The National Association of Home Builders says that spending was up 2.5% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $713 billion. That's also 21% higher than it was in January of last year. Most of that growth in spending is due to single-family construction, although multifamily construction spending was also up, but only by 0.7%. Mortgage rates were up five basis points last week, which pushed the third-year fixed-rate mortgage above 3% for the first time since last July. Freddie Mac says the 30-year average is now 3.02%, and the 15-year is 2.34%. And another news-making headlines. The Federal Housing Finance Agency announced that the Fannie Freddie COVID-19 forbearance programs will be extended for multifamily property owners. Those programs were set to expire at the end of this month, but now they're extended through June 30th. That includes a moratorium on the eviction of tenants in those buildings who are impacted by the pandemic. The FHFA had previously extended the forbearance programs for single-family properties, along with a moratorium on single-family tenant evictions and foreclosures. National home prices continue their upward climb. CoreLogic reported a 10% year-over-year increase in January, for the highest year-over-year gain since November of 2013. Home prices usually fall during a recession, but that didn't happen this time thanks to low interest rates and a lack of inventory. CoreLogic expects home prices to continue rising throughout the year, but it says that affordability issues will probably slow that growth towards the end of the year. U.S. rent prices are rebounding from a downward trend during the pandemic. The March report from Apartment List shows that rents were up 0.7% compared to last month. That's the largest monthly increase since June of 2019, and well above the average 0.3% month-over-month increase for the past three years. The report says that the upheaval in rent demographics and pricing during the pandemic have eased up somewhat. It says while remote work and economic fallout of the pandemic will undoubtedly continue to impact local rental markets going forward, 
the way that these trends continue to play out may now start to become more nuanced and gradual. A new study by mortgage tech company OwnUp shows that men typically get a better mortgage rate than women. As reported by Inman News, researchers compared data by gender and state on a 30-year fixed-rate loan for an average loan size of $345,000 for a single-family home. Prime rate was 3%. It found that men got better rates than women in all but the state of Alaska. The average rates in Alaska were 3.21% for women and 3.23% for men. Mississippi was at the other end of the spectrum with an average of 3.47% for women and 3.37% for men. That adds up to a difference of $7,077 over the life of the loan. The report says that while single women own roughly 1.5 million more homes than single men do in America's 50 largest metro areas, women still face significant discrimination in the home financing process. Well, that's it for this episode for the Real Estate News for Investors. If you'd like to read more about these stories or check out our other podcasts, go to newsforinvestors.com. And while you're there, you can join the network and get access to in-depth data and analysis on the strongest markets for real estate investors today. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. Again, you can read the stories at newsforinvestors.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.